Welcome, Gridwisers, to another podcast. 26 now, Brandon. We are halfway through to 50. Um, <laughs> yep, that's how math these? works. That's how math works, absolutely. <laughs> All right, can I, what are we talking about today, guys? What are we talking about today, guys? What a horrible introduction, number one. And number two, Gridwisers, what is Uber Connect and Uber Direct? Uber is apparently launching in New York City, uh, being one of the cities, as a pilot program to do last mile deliveries for both consumers and for businesses. How crazy is that? Let's talk about sick pay too. The coronavirus sick pay that Uber, both Uber and Lyft have promised drivers are, is it even possible to get that? And let's talk into Lyft jumping into delivery as well as Uber. And also something fun that I, I found on the interwebs, Brandon, Apparently, some some customers are asking their delivery drivers to check if they bacon is on the McDonald's sandwiches. I'm excited to dig into that last one, but uh, how's it going, Jay? Pretty good, Brandon. Pretty good. Um, looks like it's pretty clear skies out in Chicago, which means Chicago. good things for me in Pittsburgh because... Whatever weather systems you get, I get about a day later. Yeah, it's a little chilly here, though. I don't think you guys kind of have the same level of freezing as as we do, but uh, it's coming for you. Oh, really? Did Punks to Swainy Phil see his shadow? What? You have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I don't know. I literally don't even know what if you even said words right there. What? <laughs> okay. For those of us in Pennsylvania, the groundhog who sees his shadow, then there's six more weeks of winter. I want to, I, I have like the strongest <laughs> urge just to like roast like how weird I feel Pittsburgh is, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to get canceled Dude. by all the Pittsburgh drivers that we have. Yo, Brandon, here. this is a national thing. Everybody knows about Punks the Swainy Phil. That's his name. Punks the Swainy is the town. I might have butchered I've been, I've almost been alive for 30 years. I've never heard of like fucking punks delaney there's like the groundhog like what do you but like i don't know what you're saying okay look we're gonna have to ask gridwisers for those of you watching let us know in the comment section if you've heard of it how do you pronounce it and is brandon crazy and living under uh, a <laughs> let's uh let's uh let's let's get into it though let's, let's get, get into, into it, like guys. this uber connect uber direct uber business. connect now we were talking before we started rolling the tape on this podcast Brandon and I were talking about Uber Connect. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what's it like? Uh, well, I mean, Uber Connect is interesting um, where it's a way that uh, apparently passengers can, or not passengers, I don't know, people can send things people, to people, family. right? So if I want to send like my mom like a, you know, like a case of, wa- of water or something like that, apparently I can essentially call Uber and tell them to deliver this package, which is really interesting and kind of... It's really cool, dude. It's it's cool, but I don't really quite understand, like, just, like, from a passenger... Like, it's not a passenger. I don't know. From, like, a the person that's, like, sending stuff, I don't really know what I would... How I would use that. Like, what... I mean, besides, wow. like, sending, like, literally sending my mom things, I don't really... You know how I'll use it? Know of a use case. I, I'll use it to barter for toilet paper because I am officially on my last roll of PP. You know what though? Actually, I so I was I was trying to find my 
buy my wife like a Nintendo Switch, and like they they were sold you out. You said everywhere. Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah, yeah. I was I I was trying to buy her a Nintendo Switch. They were sold out everywhere, so I was like looking on like Craigslist and shit. And then, but everything was super far away, and I was annoyed at how far <laughs> away it is. Um, and I didn't want to go, which is such a fucking first world problem. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a pandemic going. Yeah, I, mean, I, I gotta, can't. I gotta, I gotta go places. Uh, <laughs> I can't ah, get my switch on. Come on, um, but first world problems. I, that's how I felt. Sorry, at the time, but and but I could totally see a, a case where, you know, I as a consumer would just say, okay, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna buy this, but yeah, yeah just go. I'm gonna have the Uber driver go get it. That's actually pretty cool. So I think like the question though is like, um, and then like Uber Direct is essentially um as jay said kind of last mile delivery for businesses so if i want to buy something amazon like uh well if i want to buy something from like a best buy or if i want to buy something from like uh i don't know anything that's not um cbs or something like that anything that's not a restaurant all of a sudden i should be able to do that which is something that like something that one uber has done in the past before they actually had a service, I think, from 2015 to 2018 in some markets where they did that. Um, also, Postmates used to do used to do this a lot, um, where they they would essentially um, you could order from any anything. Like that's how Postmates started. It was anything. Um, and then so I remember distinctly buying an iPad um, or like an an iPad keyboard using this service. So it's pretty cool. And I think like the question though is like how how do you feel this is going to impact drivers? You know, how, what is, what is that experience? Do you think, um, or can you, can you like foresee with that Jay? I think they're, they're struggling. Everybody's struggling. Right. And if, if this situation didn't happen and regular Uber rides and Lyft rides are at that peak level before Mm -hmm. coronavirus, I don't think these companies would have uh, dove into these, these last mile delivery services as fast Mm -mm. as they did. And I don't think it's good for drivers. I don't think any change that these companies are implementing has the driver's best interest in mind. And I say that not to be a cynist or is that even a word? Not to be cynical, but because until proven otherwise, their track record has been abysmal when it comes to changes for drivers. And I wonder how many drivers they, they contacted about this before they just flipped the light switch to on, right? You would think that a company who cares about their workforce, contractor, employee or not, mm-hmm. would actively have the ride, the ride, the, the driver's voice in, in part of the discussion for this. So yeah. it, it seems to me and it screams to me as a business decision, yeah. with revenue of the company in mind. Um, because I feel like rides are tanking and they are yeah. looking for other revenue channels. A thousand, thousand percent, yes. I would, I would probably kind of cautiously disagree with you where I feel like in terms of, well, is this, is this going to be bad for drivers? Because I think you're completely right. Like Uber doesn't really, in, in Lyft, um, and really any of the rideshare companies, they don't really care that much about like drivers right now, or else they would have done things differently a long time ago so that their drivers wouldn't essentially essentially need a bailout on the taxpayer dime, which we can get into you know that a little bit later, or have gotten to already. Um, so I don't really think they care. I, I agree with you there, but I think like sometimes 
like the interests of Uber and interests of drivers aren't necessarily mutually exclusive, right? So there mm-hmm. are times where I think Uber and Uber is going to move and without them necessarily caring about drivers, it's going to help drivers. And I think this is a, one of those instances where I can see that what's going to happen is there's just is greater demand for mm-hmm. delivery and ride share in general, right? And I think that in any time where you're just creating more demand um that's going to be good for that's going to be good for the drivers Mm -hmm. right so i can see you know okay you know all of a sudden okay you can't do ride share but i can do food delivery and we understand that food delivery is not quite as there's not quite the same amount of volume Mm -hmm. as there is with uh or has been with ride share but then if you start to layer on kind of some of these other things like okay like peer-to-peer um okay that can get a little bit back okay you um, you can do delivery outside of just like food stores and things like that. Okay. You can get a little bit back. Okay. There's like kind of like these governmental contracts that, you know, that, that, uh, both Uber and Lyft need to fulfill. Um, okay. You can get a little bit of, a little bit of that back. And I think that's kind of ends up growing. So I think it's good for dry right now. Cautiously, I would say it's good mm-hmm. for drivers because it just drives more demand. I don't think, mm-hmm. have you seen, um, any of the numbers in terms of driver payouts for these things? I like, have not seen like? numbers for driver payouts. I've researched online and I can't find anything mm. because as always, the only thing that they released was a blog post that was right. basically very top high level yeah. summaries. Uh, there's nothing more direct. So uh, New Yorkers, those of you who are still doing Uber in New York, can you let us know in the comments below? I know we have a bunch of gridwisers in New York. Do you see this in your in your driver apps? Uh, how much are you have you done these trips, and how much are you getting paid out, and how much is Uber taking from the cut? But yeah, so I, I totally see where you're coming from, and correct me if I'm wrong. You know, from what I try to digest what you said, um, it is cautiously a good thing for drivers because it's providing them with that income that they so desperate that we so desperately need right right now. I would say even. Um, Let's say even just like in theory, it should be good for drivers. Um, and like right, because there's more, more diverse income sources. Right. So, you know, I totally see your point there, and I I do I do agree with that point. Now that you mention it, but I I would also be very cautious as to, um, how do I best explain this? Attributing a good thing because our frame of reference has shifted. So our frame of reference before was like pre-COVID and mm. now everything is kind of like shifted because it's, it's during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like our, our standards have like dropped a little bit in terms of how much we can roast Uber's or Lyft's business decisions. So that's, that's how, how I'm thinking about it still. I'm looking yeah. at, at it through the lens of like, let's not, let, let's not shift the frame of reference and kind of skew uh, what I'm judging them based off of. And just try to think about this through like a, a greater lens from a driver's perspective. I still think I'm a little, I, I do completely see your point and pre, very much agree with you that any revenue source now is a good, is a good thing, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much only the only good thing is if you look at it from a revenue source, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to go back to come back to just like, okay, what do the numbers look like for drivers? Yeah. You know, if it's, I, Perfect. I think that, um, yeah, because they could take 90% of the cut, right? Right, yeah. Drivers like, keep 10, they keep 90. Right, yeah. I don't, that I don't, wouldn't be good, right? Yeah, I don't know what it looks like from um from, from a... 
I want to. I keep wanting to say passenger, but I don't. It's like a <laughs> deliver, like the orderer, like the customer. Let's mm-hmm. just say customer. From customer, the customer right? side side of it, I I haven't seen what that looks like. I don't know what pricing looks like there. And then yeah, from a driver's standpoint, we haven't really seen what those numbers look like. So I think um, what I would imagine is they pretty much make it a a like Uber Eats level earnings. If it's mm-hmm. less than Uber Eats level, that would be kind of egregious. Like. If somehow that they kind of snuck that, yeah, that would be I, egregious. I even think that it would be like, like uh, it it should, in my opinion, be a mix of mm-hmm. or kind of some something closer to what the rates are to actual Uber X as opposed to Uber Eats. I um, feel like they have they have even more freedom to do whatever they want right now because Uber, both both these pivots to delivery right because think of it this way drivers are desperate for revenue those of us who are working full-time because we have no other option we need money and we need money now i sound like a jg wentworth commercial (laughs) (laughs) we need money and And we we need need money now so these companies can pay out ridiculously low cuts right Right. And and get away with it because our frame yeah. of reference now is we are desperate and they can get away with, let's say, 90-10, right? Yeah. Or or that's a little too extreme. They can get away with probably 60-40 or, or even 55-45, right? That sounds more like something they would do, in my opinion. Like, it wouldn't be even a 50-50 split. It would be like we just have to take just a little bit over over 50%. You're <laughs> right. And not to, to get rather dystopian mm. for a second uh, but we are going to get a little dystopian for a second it's like because they technically have a lot of <laughs> a ton of leverage right now like uh mm-hmm. uber has all the leverage in the world right now because well there's gonna be so many people like they if i hopefully we you know god willing like covid19 is not at least not as much of a thing in like the fall and then certainly like into next year. So mm-hmm. I think they're thinking Uber is like, okay, let's just not lose everything right now. Mm-hmm. And then, and which is why they, they're making like sick pay a little bit hard to get, which we can talk about in a second. But like from their point of view, okay, we write this out. I don't, they should have a shit ton of supply at that point. Right. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately there's likely to be somewhat of a recession. Um, if there is somewhat of a recession, more people are going to be, unemployed and doing different things for money um unemployment only usually lasts for like up to six months and it's not Mm -hmm. you know that much so people are going to be looking to drive for uber or lyft or any of these other rideshare companies so there's going to be a ton of supply and all of a sudden they don't need to keep up rates that much in order to get people to to um drive or deliver for their services so they could in theory then say yeah yeah okay we'll do a couple a couple of rate cuts here um mm-hmm. you know across all the services right now i think mm-hmm. that that like that's i don't necessarily know if you know they'll, they'll do that i'm not saying they, they would but i think that's important for why you know drivers and groups and governments and things like that need to look be looking really closely at Hey, like what type of, uh, you know, what protections are we actually putting in here in terms of um, driver earnings to, you know, make sure that these companies aren't completely kind of screwing drivers here, Mm -hmm. which, um, you know, we live in a capitalistic society. If if you let a company screw you, they will. Yes, because, well, only if the company operates on that 
that kind of mentality or that culture, right? Right, which, but like it's hard to like which is which is pretty much all of them. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to not right. Like you are a company with like shareholders, and then they want you to mm-hmm. make the most money. So like, why would you not do everything? Like you're incentivized in every way to just make the most money. Like I like there's from like a a PR perspective. Yeah, that would look bad. But I also think that like a lot of times like Uber and Lyft and like these transportation companies that are almost that are oligarchies. Am I using that word? Polyarchies? Oligarchies? Oligarchies? I, that, I think you're using it correctly. Okay. Whenever there's essentially two competitors in a space, there's a name for that. It might be oligarchy or duopoly maybe. I don't uh, know. I think oligarchy is like concentration of power in the few. So you might be correct in that. And okay. I also very may well be wrong with my definition. Of all <laughs> okay. I thought you, I, I wasn't sure if you looked that up or what. Um, okay. Whatever the fuck that word is. Uh, they are. Walking the SARS. Yeah. They are that. So they have a lot of control over the space. And you usually get like government regulations um, when, when in these, in these, you know, situations, but they're not right now. We'll see the, if that happens. Um, mm. But yeah, they're the only two in the space. Like they have a shit ton of power so dude and that is a scary thought to think about it that way i don't think it's gonna get to that point like that's like kind of like the dystopian side of things i don't i think that realistically like there's no and we went into this before there's no fucking way that like the government is Mm -hmm. gonna you know look at uber after this and say hey we just pay that hype bit out how much to your drivers um no you're gonna you're gonna start to give me a little bit of that that yeah, coin back yeah. and, and figure out some some way to make your business work with uh, while paying into unemployment um so i don't think that's gonna happen i think that there's gonna be you know some sort of um something that happens there but i do think that any sort of rights or advocacy advocacy groups um gig united uh chicago rights or advocacy group idg things like that like i think it's mm-hmm. important for them to push for that for these things now because in four or five months um you know we could start to see uber you know try to you know try to see how far they can they can take some of those wages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good good analysis and on that yeah i kind of ran um, sorry sorry again no it's it's totally totally i'm sure our grid wisers appreciate all these <laughs> in-depth analysis let's talk about something that they would appreciate in addition to our already deep analysis, and that is what the heck is going on with the sick pay? Uh, Are drivers getting it? Uh, We're still getting reports that some drivers aren't. Yeah, I think there's. I mean, there's a lot of reports. Like it's it's just hard. It's just been really really difficult for um, drivers. Kind of going back throughout this whole crisis, and this crisis has been like everything has been like happening really fast. So it's hard to like blame mm-hmm. and. We're talking about both. Uber, we're talking about Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates, all these folks. It's it's a little bit difficult to blame them too much for like being shitty and reacting just because they didn't quite. I'm sure they didn't quite understand like how to react in themselves. But their their rules for sick pay have changed so many times, and a lot of times they've they've been they've you know made it so that it's easier, but it's still really hard and takes a lot of time and effort and back and forth to be able to get sick pay. So a lot of drivers are not getting it and they're certainly not getting it in time, you know, to for it to matter. And I feel like, I feel like with all the stimulus check coming in, 
the $1,200 with any other kind of assistance coming in and potentially new ones on the horizon. I mean, what's mm. the incentive for Uber and Lyft to sink more time and effort into this? Because it's not their costs aren't just limited to whatever uh, sick payout they give out, right? It's, it's also inclusive of all the personnel, human resources that go into that. I mean, they're paying the salaries of the employees that have to manage all this. Mm-hmm. ranging from director level the owners of the product all the way down to the frontline workers and you take all of these hours put in times their salary mm-hmm. their rate add that on top of that so i feel like uh, there's really not that much incentive to push it forward because like remember we said in three podcasts ago i brought this up i was like it's it's fine that they say they're doing, going to do this but they're pol- they're only police to this is themselves and when you're policing yourself, where's the incentive to do it right? There really isn't. Yeah. Because the incentive is, well, honestly, I, the incentive should be our brand image. Say what you mean, mean what you say, right? And Mark Cuban actually said this, not specifically about Uber, but he put this out on onto the internet. He, he said in an interview that what companies, what brands do today will define them for decades to come. And that resonated with me so well. What a company does for their customers, for everybody that's involved, that the company touches in some way, shape, or form, what they do during this coronavirus disaster, this crisis, will absolutely define the perception of that of that company for, for years to come. And it's especially important for our age group, the millennials, the millennials who are now in their prime earning years. And what, what happens when you're a demographic cohort that's making, that, that is in your prime earning years? You are also the prime spenders, right? The drivers of the economy. So it's super critical, especially for the next 10 years, you think the millennials are still making money, they're still spending, raising families, right? Becoming the, the majority of the consumers and leaders of the country that you... You want to do right. You want to do right to that image. And I'll tell you what, for companies that I read or hear about that aren't doing right to their employees, to to anybody who uh, they do business with, I'm probably not going to ever do business with them. Yeah. After this is over. Yep. And then so so when you say, you know, you said like, hey, how are they? holding themselves accountable or who's to hold them accountable. It is like brand image and it is just kind of like that PR push and you see how effective it is now. Um, Mm. you see, you see, I mean, not, not only with like an Uber, but you can see that with like Shake Shack who Mm -hmm. they had to give back that $10 million they got for that, for that small business loan. Right. And then you, you hear about, yeah, you hear about, you ain't a small business. Yeah. Freaking Shake Shack. Yeah. Like a thousand locations. Little loophole there. And then, so you, you I think the loophole was, uh, any location that's under 500 employees. Yeah. So you can have a thousand stores with 499. You qualify, yeah. SBA. So yeah, you see, you see that you see, but then you even see like Marriott, mm-hmm. you know, furlough all those workers, and then you, you see like the massive backlash that they get. Um, mm-hmm. And then so it's it's kind of interesting, right? Because like regardless of not to not at all to get like political here, but like the the kind of society has kind of shifted to be more so, more like socialist, right? Where we are kind of demanding that these companies be not only bottom line focused, but be just great 
citizens, right? And that's like what we are starting to demand these companies. And I think Uber is so under the microscope here um, mm-hmm. that, you know, if drivers are to make noise about things, and again, this is kind of goes back to advocacy groups and really drivers and themselves kind of uniting. If you are able to do that and make noise, then that is going to be, you know, you're going to get a lot of results from just that because if they start to see people doing, you know, Uber boycott again, things like that, you know, that's going to, that's going to see some immediate results. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly on, on that. Yeah. So drivers, um, like if you want, if, if, if like sick pay is obviously hard to, is, is hard to get it's moving goalposts though it has changed and, and sorry, agenda again to be kind of slightly ranting. Um, but, uh, the reason that like, that even like the restrictions now are, have been eased is because of drivers saying something and stories getting written about these things and then people kind of getting the word out. So that's kind of what drivers have to continue to do um, is be your own advocates. And I know it sucks. And yeah, it would be awesome if they were just great, again, global citizens from the jump, but they're not. So you have to push them and it is the responsibility of drivers. And then, and us as, as a company that is there to support drivers, you know, it's, that's why we do things like the open letter and things like that to, to push these companies to, to have them do more. Mm-hmm. And, and you scream at the top of your lungs on social media. I mean, yeah, you are right. one person, one individual, but dude, we live in the information age where social media is the revolution of information. Go mm-hmm. out there, post your shit, post your, air your grievances. All right. And tag companies, tag relevant leaders to tag public officials, you know, your state governor, your state senator, Air your grievances on social media because yep. uh, barring having an advocate stand up and voice your opinions for you yep. and be that megaphone, there's really not many options you have yeah. afforded to you. And even, you know, even email us, uh, email the Goodwise team. You know, we, there's a lot of times where we kind of get emails from drivers um, about some of the issues that they're facing and we're able to um, press things for, you know, we don't have we don't have like a ton of pull necessarily with Uber and themselves, but you know, we're, we, we work with journalists. We have a huge followership. We work with some of these advocacy groups. So if there's something that we're missing where we can kind of help push the envelope, let us know. And then we can kind of do whatever we can. Mm -hmm. And I'm ranting now, but to go along with what you just said, I want to bring this up to our viewers out there. Believe it or not, there is a very, there's a small, but very substantial subset of our users who seem to think we're affiliated with Uber. Are there? We're not. Really? We're I didn't not know affiliated that. With Uber. We are not an Uber company. We, we, no, we, we, are, we are our own company. No, I didn't even realize that was a thing. Dude, like I, we, we get, it's a very small subset. So that's why, and I, it, it's, they're not very noisy, but when I get them, I, I kind of think to myself, wow, they, they think we're Uber. We're not Uber. <laughs> we are we're not. Goodbyes. We are not Uber in this life. I think we're a Delaware LLC. <laughs> Next topic, which is, oh man, this is a good one. So it's hilarious, Brandon. Would you, if you ordered, let's say, your favorite sandwich from your favorite fast food chain, and you ordered your favorite topping, let's say it's bacon, would you have your delivery driver make sure that bacon is slapped in between them buns on that sandwich? By 
unwrapping your sandwich, <laughs> flipping off the top bun, and physically touching the sandwich and looking to see if that bacon is there. Like, uh, I understand this guy's, like, pain. I understand what it's like to get a delivery and, like, okay, well, this is fucking wrong. And just being, like, in that that kind of, like, uh, you know, your, your stomach just drops. Like, everything is just, like, oh, fuck. Um, I, get, I, I get that. What is this apple salad? I ordered a bacon egg. I get, like, oh man, yeah, I would. I can quit. understand. I would quit for the day. I can, yeah, I, I understand. Just be like, fuck it, fuck this. I'm done. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm done I, totally, I totally get that. <laughs> I don't want dinner anymore. But it's it's not. Yeah, it's not worth like having someone touch your fucking food. Like like <laughs> in the age of coronavirus. In any <laughs> in any time, honestly, not worth having someone touch your no. fucking food. But in the age of coronavirus. <laughs> The it fact, is extra risky. How much much must you love? Like what 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 Dude, I have an answer. I have an answer to this. <laughs> In fast food, bacon is expensive. It is like going to Chipotle and getting guacamole. Two fifty to three dollars extra. That's what bacon is in fast food, Brandon. So if you order bacon on your sandwich, you you're you're popping two extra dollars onto that tab. Wow. So this this person is like, okay. Also, he said, this specific restaurant always gets it wrong. So he's had prior history, knowing that he's ordered there before this bacon and hasn't gotten it. So from prior history and experience with them getting it wrong, and also bacon being such a luxurious add-on, he decided it was worth the risk. But my my other question is, why the fuck are you still ordering from that restaurant if they always get it wrong? Well, yeah, that's that's a great question. Like, learn a lesson. Or just go get it yourself. Like, just go get it yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, or could you not? Like, is there bacon that much better than the bacon that you could just make yourself? Like, if it's two, oh, if it's two dollars. Like, can you not yeah. just? I feel like you can. You can get a lot of bacon for two dollars. Like, just go do you, that. You can't. You can't. Absolutely. But I will say but this. I, I digress. I digress. I'm not gonna say the name of the, of the restaurant. But there's a there's a specific fast food chain that their bacon is phenomenal, and I have yet to seen a reproduction of the flavor profile in any bacon at the grocery store. Okay, yeah, I mean, okay, it's probably not even ba- it's from a fast food place. But would I have someone touch my sandwich to check that that bacon was there? Hell no. I'm okay, I'll take that risk. Yeah, I I if you were a driver, are you doing this? Are you touching this guy's food? Or girl. Dude, if I were a driver and someone requested that at me, I'd be like, no. Like, I don't want to get my hands, like, greasy. Like, I don't even care about the germs. It's just like the opening up some fast food. And yeah. It's I'm just... i tempted to eat it, too. It's like, um... It is... There is kind of, like, this thing also in society where I feel like toward a lot of gig workers, like, we're becoming blind to the fact that they're, like, human beings. And so a lot of times you see people just asking gig workers to do things that are kind of dickish, you know? Um, and, yeah. and, and I don't necessarily think that they feel like, oh, I'm being a dick, but I think they, or, oh, I, I don't care about this person. I think they literally just aren't thinking of them as a person. Like you think of them almost as like an extension of, you think of them almost as, as Uber, right? So you think, oh, fuck Uber. Mm-hmm. Uber, look at my, you know, look at my sandwich. And I don't think people realize, I, I think people a lot of times kind of forget that this is a person that you're asking to dig through your food in, which is a, a little bit like, it's 
definitely demeaning. below them and like yeah it's like this like demeaning thing it's like um no like, like check check it yourself like that's yeah check the check it. check this yourself like i this is not this is yeah, not in the me, job description you know no like, you pay me three dollars to deliver to you not to like deliver and check to see if you're fucking working. right you know like there's something to be said i think for just for uh, for like customer service i suppose but like yeah. But I would I I'm pretty fucking sure that guy didn't leave an extra tip for him to dig through his sandwich. <laughs> Dude, that does not sound like the type of person damn sure. that will leave you <laughs> anything not. extra. Absolutely not. Well, why would I tip? My bacon was two extra dollars. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like that's the thing how people think though. It's like, yeah. ah man, this bacon was two extra dollars, so I'm gonna take this one. Uh, I probably shouldn't tip. No, that's you that's know, I don't sucks. want my order to be twenty. Yeah, Dude, crazy yeah. world we live in, right? Yeah, it's like give the fucking couple extra bucks because that's that that means something. So yeah, I think like it's like this like demeaning thing that you know I think that a lot of drivers would kind of feel in the in that moment, which would be the main reason aside from just like ugh, um, I think like that would be the main reason that people would be like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not digging through your food, you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anything else we're missing? No, I think we're good. Once again, this is Jay. And Brandon. And we'll see you on the next podcast.